What's up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Last Take Sports Podcast. And today we're doing a bit of a different podcast. It's not really an interview, which we've been doing for a while now, or and it's not really like a theme where we with like a certain sport. It's kind of we're doing a 2019 NBA lottery grades where we give our opinion on each pick from each team from the 2019 lottery. Henry, before we move on with this special edition of the Last Take Sports Podcast, I want to thank everyone for listening. Our views have been up recently. And let us know if you've been liking the special guests that come on and if we should get more or if you just like us three talking. And it's been a while since it's us three, just the three of us. So I'm kind of excited for this episode. Yeah, if there's no more, I think we should jump right into it. So we're actually going to start with the 14th pick where the Boston Celtics did select Romeo Langford. Yeah, and I didn't really necessarily like this pick that much just because of how it turned out. So if I had to give this uh, pick a grade, I would give it a D. And I think it's just because Romeo Langford only played about uh, like a third of the season, maybe a little more, closer to a half. And he only averaged about two points, three points in those games. So it just doesn't seem like there's much there with Romeo Langford in the NBA. Yeah, the reason Austin picked this player, in my opinion, is a future Marcus Smart replacement down the line. And obviously, they, he just hasn't turned into that. He only played 27 points, spending most of his time in the 27 games, excuse me, spending most of his time in the G League, averaging two and a half points, one rebound, and in such a small sample size, we can't really grade it, but showing off what he's shown and what his potential is looking like, I have to give it a D minus. I would agree with you guys a lot for the most part. I, I personally like this pick a lot less than you guys. I think, I do still think there's possibility for potential, but I don't understand the pick where they already had two shooting guards and Jalen Brown, uh, Marcus Smart, and I think there was no reason to pick another shooting guard when they already had two shooting guards for the future. So moving on now to the 13th pick, where the Miami Heat did select Tyler Hero, shooting guard out of Kentucky. Yeah, I personally love this pick for Miami, and I gave it a grade of an A+. And this is probably one of my favorite picks. And this guy, Tyler, probably turned out to be one of the best rookies in the class. Of course, he wasn't really healthy for most of the season, or for some of the season. But when he was out there, he was looking good. He was looking as like a top three, top four player in this class. So I think Miami got great value for him at uh, 13. And I think Tyler Harrell might turn out to be one of the best players in this class. Andrew, I have to agree with everything you say. Tyler Hero is great value for this 13th pick, actually averaging 13 points, four rebounds in his 47 games that he played, and two assists. And I think Eric Spolstra and that Heat coaching staff can really develop this young player in Tyler Hero. And you've seen a lot of um, great shooting guards come out of Miami, one to mention, Dwayne Wade. And I think they are nothing like each other, Tyler Hero and Dwayne Wade. But I could definitely see Tyler Hero playing in big-time minutes in the future for this Miami Heat team. 
Yeah, Tyler Harrow is a really clutch player. As you saw this season, he hit a game winner, I believe, which was big from three-point land. And also, speaking about three-point land, he is one of the best shooters, if not the best three-point shooter in this class. So I think that's what Miami really needed out of the shooting guard spot since they, uh, Dwayne Wade did retire. So there was kind of a gap in that shooting guard spot. And I think Miami addressed that nice with one of the best players in uh, the 2019 rookie class. Yeah, I would agree with everything you guys said. I this is that's the why re, the reason why I gave it an A plus. I think he was even projected to go lower. I think the Heat snagged him here at thirteen, probably at the time when they picked him. It was frowned upon because they picked him so high, but there's no reason why they shouldn't have. And I think he could be a top three player in this class. But moving on now to the thirteenth, twelfth pick in the draft, where the Charlotte Hornets select PJ Washington out of Kentucky. I think with P.J. Washington, there is something there. There is a lot of potential, but I just don't think he is going to be one of the best players in this class. They're really that close to it. I think he's probably borderline top 10 uh, player in this class. So I would give this uh, pick for the Charlotte Hornets a B, and that's just because I don't think he's shown his full potential yet, and I don't know if there's much there just judging off uh, what I've been seeing and I think it helped him because he went into a good situation in Charlotte because there really isn't many stars and it's more of a rebuilding team which got him some playing time so it was good that he showed off a lot of his skills there but I mean he averaged 12 points but he got a decent amount of minutes which I would like to see some growth but overall I think the pick was pretty good so I would give it an overall grade of a B. Yeah, Henry or Andrew, sorry. I slightly disagree with you. I really liked this pick for the Charlotte Hornets. And at the time I have to admit I didn't. But he stepped into that smarting or sorry, starting power forward role in Charlotte very superbly and right away. And I give this grade an A minus because he is I think he is some of the most upside in this class. And had and Andrew you mentioned that he, he's a borderline top 10 player in this draft, but he was at the 12th pick. You have to keep that in mind. And he played, he, he didn't show any signs of injury, which I really like about a young player. And I really like the pick for the Charlotte Hornets. Yeah, I have to agree with everything you guys said here. I'm going to split right in the middle with between you two and give him a B plus. Because there is still a bit of concern if the Charlotte Hornets are a great, uh, going to be the fit franchise-wise for him. But I think there's a lot of upside. Definitely probably a top 10 pl- player if you redraft this class. Otherwise, there's not a lot to say here. I think it's probably time to move on now to the 11th pick in the 2020 NBA – or not 2019 NBA draft where the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves selected Cameron Johnson – but they did end up trading him to the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, I thought the pick for Cameron Johnson, I did not like it at all. He has serious injury problems. He he can't really get healthy. He played like half the season this year, I think, for the Suns, something like that. And he was having uh, serious injury problems in North Carolina, too, in college. He's a great shooter, probably one of the best uh, shooters in this draft, but... They 
had got terrible value for him, I think. And he definitely uh, would have fell, and he's not looking like a top uh, top 11 player in this draft where he was selected at. So I give this pick an overall grade of a C because of his injuries and, I mean, value was not looking too hot there. Yeah, Cameron Johnson, he actually did play 49 games. Well, around 49, around 50 games. And he he averaged eight points, three, three rebounds in those games. And what I really like about him is he could step into that power forward role and knock down some threes, which I really like in the, today's NBA. He could definitely replace Dario Saric in that Suns offense. And uh, shooting 40% from three, I... I, I hated this pick at the as at the time, like most people. I mean, it's 23, 22, 23. So, overall, I give this pick a C, about average. And I think he's going to surprise some people in the league. Yeah, I really wasn't a fan of this pick, and I still am not. Just because the fact that he's 23 and he was selected in the lottery, I think there was a lot of room where he would have fell a lot farther and the Suns could have traded back up into the first round and got him. So I don't think I think there was a lot of talent left on the board that they missed, which is the reason why I gave it a D plus. I like the player. I just think he's a little too old. He's got a little too many injury concerns, and I think it just wasn't the smartest pick for the Suns here, who are a rebuilding young team. Moving on now to the tenth pick in the twenty nineteen NBA draft, where the Atlanta Hawks did receive this pick from the New Orleans Pelicans. Or no, no, this pick was not received from the New Orleans Pelicans. This is just the Atlanta Hawks pick where they did select Cam Reddish. I believe he is a he's a guard or he's a he's a he's a wing out of Duke. Yeah, I like this pick a lot here for the Atlanta Hawks. I really think they needed a shooter to complement Kevin Herter cuz I don't think Kevin Herter is a like a good starter. I think they really need someone uh, to get to compliment him. And I think Cam Reddish was perfect. I think they got great value for him at 10, I believe. And Cam Reddish is one of the best shooters in this draft. He showed that at Duke. He's a spot up shooter, which I love. And I think uh, he can compliment once he gets healthy. The problem was he didn't really, he wasn't really healthy most of the season. So I think once he can get fully healthy, I think he'll start knocking down threes and start complimenting Kevin Herter and Trey Young in that backcourt, which I love. So overall, I would give this grade a B plus because I think there's a lot of potential here with Cam Reddish. Plus, he's just an amazing shooter, and I think Atlanta really needs that. Andrew, I completely disagree with you here. I, I do not like this pick for the Atlanta Hawks. I think wing-wise, the Atlanta Hawks are – very set playing wings along aside sorry aside Trey Young as their future point guard. You have Kevin Herter, DeAndre Hunter, who they took, who will mention, and um, I I don't see the need for Cam Reddish. He is a spot up shooter, but he only shot thirty three percent this year and thirty eight percent from the from field goal range from just field goals and. I don't think he's going to be a consistent player. I could see him out of the league in five five to six years. And that's why I have him receiving a D-plus grade. Yeah, I originally – I was kind of concerned a lot because of his overall motor. I think Cam Reddish is definitely has the potential to be a great player, but I think it's probably too early to tell with him. 
So I gave it a C minus because I just can't really tell with him yet. Elliot, you gave him a D plus, and Henry, you gave him a C minus as well. I don't understand that because when you think about it, Cam Reddish was looking like a top three talent out of Duke, and I get there was some injury concerns and consistency concerns, but it's definitely there. You saw in high school at least, and a little bit in college, he has the potential to be a borderline all-star. I think. And that's why I give it a B plus because I think he has amazing potential and he showed it at Duke and really showed it in high school. I think uh, his talent wasn't really, he didn't really uh, perform up to his uh, potential at Duke. And I think that's why he fell a little bit, but I think it's definitely there. And I think he could potentially be an all-star in the future, which I love. And that's why I really like this pick at Cam Reddish. Yeah, but Andrew, I I don't see him being an all star. I saw I saw in high school mostly that he had the potential to be a top three, even top two pick before obviously Zion took over. And I I don't see it anymore. Cam Reddish has so much consistent so much consistency concerns, and you mentioned a little bit of injury concerns. Just I feel like they're a little nagging, and consistency is the big one. He's shooting. 33% from three as a spot-up shooter. I mean, that's that's not good. I would have to argue that. I think that's pretty good. I mean, I'm not saying it's amazing, but you look at that, I mean, he's draining one out of three, which isn't terrible. I, I have to say something before we move on real quick. I, Andrew, you, you, you think that because he's just – he has potential that he's still going to be a great player. Potential means a little bit, but a guy like Tyler Hero is not a good athlete, and people didn't say he had a lot of potential. And look how he's doing. I don't think it's all about potential nowadays in the NBA. I think, obviously, athleticism matters. He's long. He can shoot. But he's he's not a consistent enough player where I don't think he's going – and he doesn't have the motor and determination. I don't think he's a type of player who's going to become an all-star. Yeah. So let's move on to pick number nine. And this was uh, the Washington Wizards who selected Roy Hachimura. And I personally thought this was a pretty decent pick. I didn't mind it at all. I think Roy Hachimura uh, has a lot of potential. And I think he uh, fits the Wizards system, especially because they really needed a power forward. And that's where I think Roy Hachimura will get a great amount of playing time, which is good. So I gave this overall grade a B because I don't think he's the best talent uh, in this draft or really that close. But I think he's a pretty good fit, which I like the pick. Andrew, I agree with you on this one. Rui Hachimura, I have to agree, I have to admit, I thought it was a reach at pick number nine for the Washington Wizards. I think they have their backcourt of the or, sorry, yeah, backcourt of the future with John Wall and Bradley Beal, and they need they they themselves need help. And I think Rui Hachimura, once John Wall gets healthy. Once Bradley Beal has his confidence back, I think will be a great compliment to those two young core pieces. Yeah, I'll agree with what both of you say. I Rui Hachimura was definitely the right pick here, and I gave that pick a B plus. There's nothing much to say here. He's a really good fit, solid player, and I think he definitely fits what the Wizards are trying to do. Moving on now to the eighth pick, the last pick we will do before we go to a quick break. Uh, the... New Orleans Pelicans received this pick from the Atlanta Hawks, and they did select Jackson Hayes, power forward slash center out of Texas. 
Henry, I believe this pick was acquired by the Lakers, right? I think it was. It was. I don't think the Lakers ever had this pick, Andrew. Oh, all right. Well, anyway, uh, so Jackson Hayes, I really like this pick because I they obviously traded away Anthony Davis to the Lakers, and that's why I thought uh, this pick was great because they needed someone to replace that power forward center spot and Jackson Hayes I I thought was the best center left on the board at the time and I think he is one of the uh, most potential in this draft I I love him as a player because he is so long and lengthy and so big I think that helps in the paint and I think if he fills out a little more gets stronger able to hit some shots down he's not the best shooter but I think he's one of the best athletes in this draft, which I love. And I think is really a position need with the New Orleans Pelicans. So overall, I give uh, this overall grade a B plus. Jackson Hayes has so much upside, and that's what I really like about him. Center out of Texas, you saw Mo Bamba going last year. Obviously didn't perform as well as Jackson Hayes has this year. But Jackson Hayes... It has so much upside, as I mentioned, and I think his athleticism carries that. His stats, I mean, he played 56 games, 7 minutes, or 7 points. I mean, you can't really judge it off this because he's only 19, 20 years old. And that's what, that's what I mean. Like, he has so much upside, and that's what I really like about Jackson Hayes. But I give this pick a C, an average grade. I think they could have went for a contending pick. But obviously nobody knew that the fit between Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson and Lonzo Ball would all be great. But I I like this pick going forward for the New Orleans Falcons. Yeah, Elliot, and I think Jackson Hayes was a little inconsistent. So that's why I didn't totally think uh, he turned out as good as he could have. But I more than agree with you in saying he has a lot of upside to him. Yeah, I, I, I'm still a little, like, lost with this guy because he, he's not really a shooter. He's not really a great finisher around the rim. But I think he's such a good defensive player that it doesn't really matter, and he's going to be a really good shot blocker and probably be I, – I like to compare him a lot to a guy like Rudy Gobert because he's long – and he's not really a shooter, not really an offensive threat, but he's definitely a very good defensive player. And I think he will turn out to be the next Rudy Gobert, which is the reason why I have him as a B, a solid B. And I think overall he's he's going to be a very good player in the NBA. So with that, we're going to go to a quick break before we do our next seven picks. Thank you for listening to that quick ad from Anchor, and we're back now with the seventh pick in the 2019 NBA draft. The Chicago Bulls did select Kobe White. Yeah, Henry, and I loved this pick, and I gave it an overall grade of an A. And Kobe White was really showing some all-star uh, type play uh, towards the end of the season, or before it was cut short, I should say. And he was looking like a true star and a true leader to that Chicago team. I think he's averaging close to 20 points for like a 5-10 to 10 game stretch uh, by the end of the season, which I really love. And I think there's a lot of potential there with Kobe White. And if he can make strides his uh, sophomore year, 
I would love that. And I think that second year could prove to be a big one for Kobe White. So overall grade for this pick for the Chicago Bulls, I give it an A because I think Kobe White could turn out to be one of the best players in this draft. Andrew, I, I agree with you on this one. Kobe White, I did not like him coming out of college, actually. I don't really like how he's – I didn't really like how he's more of a shooter than a playmaker. But he proved that he could take it into the lane and dish it out if he needs to. But you mentioned at the end of the season before the season got cut short, I really liked how he was performing. He was averaging something like 23 points and lighting teams up. And I really like that about Kobe White. I give this a B plus just because he's young and I don't know if he can really live up to the potential he has. I think he might be able to, but he he definitely has some bust potential. Yeah. If you're understanding me. Yeah, I agree with both of you guys with Kobe White here. I think he's definitely the future of the Bulls at the guard spot. That's the reason why I gave it a B plus. Like Elliot said, I think there's still a slim chance that he could end up getting hurt and something bad happens. But I, other than that, I don't think there's much of an injury concern or a bust potential concern. Moving on now to the sixth pick in the 2019 NBA draft. The Minnesota Timberwolves did receive this pick from the Phoenix Suns, and they did select Jarrett Culver out of Texas Tech. I like this pick, Henry, and I think Jarrett Culver has a lot of potential, and I think he's one of the more polished players in this draft. And I think Jarrett Culver might not be the best shooter, think he could turn out to be one of the best players and you guys might be surprised by this but here's the thing Jared Culver showed he could be a true leader in college taking that Texas Tech team almost winning the national championship and I think he could bring that to the Minnesota Timberwolves if he develops his game gets a little better outside shot I think he could be an all-star in this league so I gave this pick a B plus and I think maybe Jarrett Culver didn't show uh, immediate impact for the Minnesota Timberwolves, but you have to realize he was playing behind Andrew Wiggins most of the season, and you saw big strides after Wiggins was dealt uh, to the Warriors. So I think Jarrett Culver has a load of potential. With him going to be getting more playing time next season, I think he could make serious strides and become one of the best players from this draft class next season. Andrew, I do agree with you when you said he's going to get more opportunities once the Andrew Wiggins got dealt. But I completely don't like your opinion on this guy. Jerry Culver hated him in college. Hated him. Killed my, killed my Michigan State Spartans, but that's not the whole reason. I don't think he has the biggest upside. He's, already, he's 20 years old for a rookie, and that's not exactly ideal. He, he only averaged nine points in... And his shooting splits are god-awful. Shooting 40% from the field and 30% from three. And he shot 46 from the free throw line. I I really don't like this pick. I have Jarrett Culver receiving a D grade. And I think he's going to fit more into the role now that D'Angelo Russell is here and he's not going to be so ball-dominant because he was bringing the ball up a little bit for this uh, Minnesota Timberwolves team. But I, I really disagree with you on this one, Andrew. 
Yeah, I'm kind of split between this guy. He's definitely a decent defender, which I don't think, Elliot, you gave enough credit for. But other than that, I think he's just he's just okay. There's nothing great with him. There's nothing terribly wrong with him. He's not a great shooter, but he's not he's not a the worst shooter in the NBA. He's just okay, which is the reason why I gave him a B-, minus, which I think is an okay grade. So now we have the fifth overall pick, the Cleveland Cavaliers, who did select... Darius Garland, point guard out of Vanderbilt. I thought this Darius Garland pick was eh, decent, I should say. I didn't really love it because he was hurt basically all of the college. So he didn't really prove much in college. And he was he was a one-year. He, he left after his freshman year. He didn't really play his freshman year. So I guess uh, you, you just had to look at his high school tapes uh, to see how good of a player he is against uh, other competition. And he showed he could handle it in the NBA. He averaged around 12 points. But the part I didn't really like was I didn't think it was a huge position need for the Cavaliers. I thought they had Colin Sexton, their point guard, and I guess they could uh, use him as more of an off-ball guard, Darius Garland, and more of a shooter, but I think Darius Garland is better just playing the true point, even though he is a little more of an attacker and shooter. He isn't really much of a facilitator, but overall, I give this uh, uh, selection a grade of B- minus because I think there's still potential with Darius Garland, and he could end up being a decent player, averaging probably around 16 points, 17 points next season. So it just matters how big of a stride he can make in that second year and how good that duo in the backcourt with Colin Sexton and him can turn out. Yeah, for this Darius Garland pick, I gave it a C overall. I I liked I liked this pick at the time. I I saw him playing point guard and having Colin Sexton move over to shooting guard. And we were talking about this before, who should play the point guard. You guys saw Colin Sexton. I think Darius Garland, because he averaged four assists and Colin Sexton averaged, what, two? And this was this was the biggest problem with this Cavaliers team, no playmaking. And I think Darius Garland, as he improves, could make a jump in the playmaking aspects. He averaged 12.5 points, 2 rebounds, 4 assists, and his splits weren't bad for a rookie, shooting splits. And I, I see a lot of upside in this guy, so I think he's an average player, which is safe. Yeah, I agree with both of you guys with the fact that Andrew said that it wasn't really a positional need. I think they wanted probably a bigger guy to play the two guard or the one guard, whatever, whatever you guys think he will play. But overall, I think because it wasn't a position of need and he did have, he does have injury concerns, I'm going to give it a C-plus overall grade because it's just a decent pick. Moving on, though, to the fourth pick in the 2019 NBA draft, the LA Lakers traded this pick to the New Orleans Pelicans, who then traded this pick to the Atlanta Hawks, where they did select DeAndre Hunter, small forward slash power forward, out of Virginia. Yeah, Henry, I like this pick for the Atlanta Hawks, and I think they really needed a small forward. And this guy proved he could be a leader in college. I mean, that Virginia team, after uh, getting bounced out in the first round uh, in 2018... Where he didn't play. (laughs) Yeah, he didn't even play, but then... He showed how good of a leader he could be the next season, bringing them all the way back to a national championship and winning that. 
And he also showed he's a clutch player in college, knocking down a key three-pointer in the national championship to send them to overtime, which they end up winning winning against uh, Texas Tech. And DeAndre Hunter, I think, is a great uh, defender, which I love. And I think Atlanta really needed a defender. So I think there's a lot of potential there with his offense. Obviously, isn't exactly where it needs to be. Isn't the best shooter and not really much of an attacker. So if he could develop that in Atlanta, plus he's surrounded by shooters, which helps. So if he can develop his uh, attacking game, attack the basket, and uh, get a little bit better of an outside shot, I think there's a huge chance of improvement there from that second year. And I would like to see more from DeAndre Hunter just because I really like him as a player. So overall, like this uh uh, draft grade a B plus and player grade a B plus because I think he could make serious strides in year two. I really like the, the defensive upside on DeAndre Hunter. I don't see him being much of an offensive threat as Atlanta would like him to be alongside Trey Young, but he averaged a solid 12, 4, and 2, which I and I think they took him because they needed a small forward. It was kind of a positional need, and I think he is the best small forward in this draft, if you're not including R.J. Barrett. And I I like the defensive upside. I'll give this pick a C plus. Yeah, I agree with what, what both of you guys said on DeAndre Hunter. I don't think they really brought him in for as an offensive player because they already have their offensive number one in Trey Young. And they have another solid offensive threat in John Collins. And I think that DeAndre Hunter was came in to play defense. Although his stats on defense may not look the best. But he's in and out guarding the best player on every team. Every single night. And I think that's going to hurt him. But I think eventually he'll be able to become that lockdown defender that Atlanta brought him in for. And that's why I gave this pick a B. So now we have the third overall pick in the 2019 NBA draft where the New York Knicks did select R.J. Barrett, shooting guard slash small forward out of Duke. Yeah, Henry, and I thought R.J. Barrett was the best player in this draft going into it. And even though the hype around Zion Williamson was big, I truly thought R.J. Barrett could turn out to be the best player in this draft because I think he has the most polished game in this draft. And I think he was the number one player coming out of his high school class. And then Zion uh, kind of took over that spot. And John Moran obviously got picked at two. So R.J. Barrett fell to three. So I liked R.J. Barrett because he's a shooter, he's an attacker, and he can find the open man when he needs to. Isn't the best defender, but I think he's a low to superstar potential, an all-star potential. So I give this uh, grade an A- minus because I just think R.J. Barrett could be one of the, turn out to be one of the best players in this draft class just because of how well of an offensive player he is. R.J. Barrett is such an interesting offensive player because I really like him at at the point guard position. I know he's a shooting guard, but I I could see him stepping in and taking Frank Frank Milikina's role and for that point guard position. I I see him being more of a playmaker when he's at the point guard position, and his defensive upside is great with his size six six, and for a point guard, even a shooting guard is pretty big. And I I really like the potential in this player. I give him a B. Yeah, I agree with exactly what Elliot said. Andrew, I don't think he's much of a shooter, and I don't think he's he, he's much 
of a playmaker. I think the guy, I think he is more of a volume scorer where he needs a lot of touches with the ball, and I don't think he's gotten that with the Knicks because they haven't been valuing him as much as I think they should. And I think that's be, because they are a little worried that he's going to become an, a, like a guy like he is at Duke, a relentless player who doesn't pass the ball at all. And I think that's that's a little bit of my concern where I think he could become a type of a ball hog player and he's not that good of a, he's not that great of a scorer. But I think I definitely do like this pick and that's why I gave it a B. Going back to what you're saying, the Knicks have just done a terrible job of progressing players. You see Frank Nealakina hasn't turned into anything. Christoph Porzingis obviously had that good all-star year, but they just don't give their young guys enough reps, and I really don't like that about that New York franchise. But anyway, let's move on to the second overall pick, and I think we're, we all really like this pick at an A+. John Morant, point guard Murray State, brings so much energy to the table, so much playmaking. I could see him being the next Damian Lillard, even Russell Westbrook in this league. I love this pick for this Memphis Grizzlies team. Yeah, John Morant could be the most athletic player in the NBA soon. I don't think yet, but I think soon. Once he progresses his game, you saw some spectacular dunks from him. And not only that, but he's a playmaker. He can dish it to the open man when he needs to, and he's a capable shooter from outside. So overall, I give this uh, grade an A+, plus because I do think he will turn out to be the best player from this draft, and he's shown it this season. Yeah, I have to agree with everything you guys have said about John Morant. He's been the best player in this draft. He's obviously, in my opinion, a lock for Rookie of the Year, and I think that he's definitely the He's definitely an A+. Plus. I don't think there's any other way you could go with it. I think saying he's the best player and that he's going to be the best player in the draft is a little bit of a stretch because Zion Williamson, I think, is one of the most athletic players in this draft alongside Ja Morant. But let's move on to the man himself, Zion Williamson. 6'6 power forward from the University of Duke. Boo. But I... I love this player. He He's so good. That's all I can say about him. He's so athletic, so energetic, and I don't see how he's not going to be an NBA star unless there's injury. Yeah, that's that's my theory here. If Unless Zion gets hurt, he's definitely an A+, but I think there still is a little bit of concern with the injury, so that's why I'd give it an A. Other than that, there's nothing you can hate about this guy. He rebounds. I guess you could say he can't shoot, but he's 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 developing a shot. He's becoming a very, very good passer. He's obviously one of the best rebounders in this draft, and he's got the best ver- best rebounders in the NBA. And he's definitely got the best second jump, which if you don't know what that is, it's he gets off the ground right after he shoots the ball. And I think that's just pure athleticism, and I think that's why Zion's going to become a perennial all-star, and that's another reason why I gave him uh, an A. Henry, I gave Zion Williamson an A-, and I'm going to be honest, I do not think he will turn out better than John Moran, and here's why. I think Zion Williamson is going to deal with injury throughout uh, his career. I think he should have little been his rookie season without getting or without being able to get on the court for about half the season, 
which is which was a major problem. And once he did get on the court, he seemed healthy for the most part. But I just don't think he's as consistent of a player. He's not the best shooter, and uh, he's not the best defender. But he is a really good help defender, which I love. But one on one defense, he's not the best at. But I'm not trying to hate on Zion. I think he's going to be one of the best players in this draft. And I think he had the second best season, even with the injuries in this draft. But I, I just don't think Zion Williamson will be uh, like a superstar in this league. I think he'll be good. I just think there was so much hype around him going in. And that's why people automatically expect him to be a superstar. But don't get me wrong, I think he's going to be an all-star in the future. Just, I don't know if he'll be as good as people expect him to be. So I give this uh, grade an A-. minus. I really don't think New Orleans should have went any other way with this, because Zion did have the best college season last year. Yeah, one quick thing that you said. I think Zion, if he doesn't get hurt, is going to be the best player in this draft. But... Let's let's do wrap it up. But before we do that, I want to like I think we should all give our rookie of the year picks. Mine is obviously John Morant, but I want to hear your your guys's. Yeah, I have John Morant too. I think he just had the best season. He stayed healthy, played pretty much every game this season, and that was the key part. He had the best rookie season, I believe. Uh, just being a playmaker. And being able to score too—that uh, he just had the best rookie season in my mind. I have to agree with both of you guys here. John Moran, I think, is clear-cut rookie of the year. You could argue people like Zion Williamson, but he obviously didn't play most of the year. And Kendrick Nunn went undrafted, and he had a great rookie year. And so did, and so did Tyler Hero, who we mentioned. But I. I, I do have John Morant winning this award by a long shot. Yeah, I think that's going to wrap it up for today's podcast. As always, we want to thank everybody who listens because it's – we're hoping that we help everybody in this time of need with some sports. Obviously, we're praying that sports comes back. Um, we're Quick plug, don't forget to uh, follow our Instagram at Last Take Sports Podcast and our Twitter at Last Take – or Last Take Sports Podcast. And if there's anything else you guys want to say before we end it, go ahead. Yeah, I just want to say uh, where you can find us. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and more. So just make sure to check out those. And we'll see you next time on the Last Take Sports Podcast.